Today, the second week of 31 Days of Italians in October, National Italian Heritage Month, celebrating Columbus Day. Was he a hero or a villain? Plus, penne and pasta with the music of Lumonte. Coming right up, West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to the West Coast Italian Radio Network, bringing you the Italian radio show live here on 1150 AM KKNW in the beautiful Factoria area of South Bellevue. I got to tell you, we can look out today. This is what I love about broadcasting here, Eric. You know, I mean, look at this. We have this. We're on the fifth floor. Yeah, we're, we're looking it's out. Gorgeous. You can see this beautiful view. I can see the Olympic Mountains back there, the city of Tacoma. Across city of Seattle. Lake, uh, you're right, City of Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. City of Seattle across uh, Lake Washington. Uh, just a beautiful, beautiful day here. Um, you know, when it's nice in the Northwest, it is really nice. My name is Tony Lestella. I'm your host. My regular co-host, Marcia Caputo, is in Italy. I just talked to her this morning. She's there visiting all of her relatives and having a great old time. So I have my paisan, my friend for many, many years, from the Upper West Side on the East Coast, with that in the uh, Providence area of Rhode Island, uh, none other but the one and only John Abate. From the Charles Street District of Providence. The Charles Rhode Street Island. District, that's, that's right, that's right. You we know? have to give them a plug, you know what I mean? Exactly. I had some good Italian food there over the years, uh, my unbelievable. friend, i got to tell you. you know, unbelievable good food, okay? Folks, if you're listening to us today and you'd like to call in live to be a part of our show, please call us on 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. And, you know, today is a really special day for us being Italian-Americans because today is Columbus Day, okay? Now, I know there's a lot of controversy about Columbus, and we'll talk about that more as we progress into the show. But let's just say that aside from the you know, the, the uh, Columbus controversy, uh, today is a day that we celebrate Italian-American heritage and all the wonderful things that our ancestors contributed to make the United States great, and we're very, very honored to be a part of that. So getting right into that, let's talk about today, our Italian news, October 14, 2019, Upezzo d'Italia in the Northwest, a pizza of Italy in the Northwest. Yes, folks, we have news here for you. Uh, that's Italian, Italian-American. Let me tell you, some of this stuff, uh, when they say facts are sometimes more entertaining than fiction, uh, if you're talking Italian news, it's it's the, the truth, okay? So uh, getting back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago, we're still celebrating the 31 Days of Italians. This is our second of four segments uh, brought to you from the Italian-American press, Okay. And remember, the U.S. Congress declared October to be Italian Heritage Month across the United States. So 31 Days of Italians provides us a date and a name to celebrate each day of October for someone who is Italian, Italian-American, that contributed something great to the world, uh, you know, honor our culture and our heritage, okay? So last week we got up through... Uh, to October 8th. This week we're going to do October 9th to October 16th, okay? So starting right in October 9th, his father, Pietro Bandini, he was a missionary for Native Americans, and in 1898 he established Tonatown, a perfect example of colonization in Arkansas, okay? October 10th, we have Enrico Fermi, he discovered radioactive elements that heralded the nuclear age, okay? October 11th, Antonio Pazin, he created the radio flyer wagon. You remember that, John? I still have a radio flyer wagon that I take my granddaughter out. We go for a walk in the park. Well, how come you ever invited me? Uh, you know, well, you know, you, you're too, you're too big. So, you, know, you don't well, fit in anymore. Well, you listen, know? I could be walking with you. You know what I mean? That's all I'm supposed to be your best buddy. All know? right, October 12th. This is actually today. Is uh, we're celebrating, but October 12th is Christopher Columbus, the navigator that changed the world, opening trade routes and immigration from Europe to the Americas. Okay, we're going to talk more about him because, of course, today is Columbus Day. October 13th, Maria Montessori, who was an MD who developed an educational method for teaching children. I, 
you think about this because I've had, you know, I have like seven grandkids and all of my grandkids at one point or another have been involved with, you know, a Montessori type of program. So, you know, it's a huge thing there that she contributed. October 14th, Giovanni Caboto, the explorer, um, or Caboto. Now, this was also known as uh, John Cabot, okay? But technically, his name was Giovanni Caboto, explorer of the uh, northeastern American continent for England, okay? Uh, They just, I think they, they, they Englishized his name. Is there a thing called Englishized? I don't know, okay? October 15th. Lee Iacocca. Lee Iacocca. You remember Lee Iacocca, John? Okay. Uh, unbelievable guy. Unbelievable. This is a guy who yeah. really turned the American car industry around uh, with the Chrysler Corporation in the 1980s. I remember as a kid, yeah. you know, I mean, he was just like one of our Italian-American heroes who really uh, made a, uh, you know, a huge, uh, uh, just a huge difference in the world. And, and Tony, he talked like us. You exactly. Know I mean? He talked exactly. like us. Yeah. And, of course, October 16th, we'll be remiss without talking about mm. one of the favorite singers of Italian-American people. October 16th, yeah. dedicated to Dean Martin. Mm. Yes, the popular 20th century entertainer of stage, screen, radio, and film. Uh, you know, God, I love Dino. I just love Dino. Dino I, Coletti. I Dino, tell you what, yeah. we do 200 shows yeah. a year, and wherever we go... Our, the the most requests we get is for Dean Martin music, yeah. you know. So for more information on all of this, please visit 31daysofitalians.com. 31daysofitalian.com. Uh, our um, good friend uh, Janice Mancuso has uh, a wonderful site there dedicated, and you can read about all of the Italians. And, of course, there's many, many more Italians. There's more than we could possibly mention at 31 days, both local Italians as well as national and international, but at least, you know, it's a start. We do what we can, okay? So now we're going to switch gears here a little bit to our next story. This kind of ties in a little bit with what we're going to be talking about today as, you know, as Columbus Day, because we've got a a lot of stuff lined up for you. Um, This came to us from the New York Times, so a very credible news source. October 12, 2019, so just a couple days ago, this article came out. And it's entirely the, the the title of the article is how Italians became white. Okay. Now, again, you know, we're not trying to say anything here or make any political statement, but you know, basically the point here is that Italians now that are looked at as kind of being mainstream were at one point a really, really huge minority that had huge discriminations against them here across the country, okay? So let's read what the New York Times had to say about this. Congress envisioned a white, Protestant, and culturally homogenous America when it declared in in 1790 that only free white persons were eligible to become naturalized citizens, okay? So darker-skinned Southern Italians endured the penalties on both sides of the Atlantic. In Italy, nor- Northerners often held, and you know, a lot of times even to the state, the Southerners, particularly Sicilians, which I know means a lot to me and John, because both of our ancestors come from there. That's right. Were an uncivilized and racially inferior people. Uh, Tony, I want to make a point. I experienced that uh, uh, that situation when I was in northern Italy. There you go. So bad. racial dogma about southern Italians found soil in the United States. And, you know, a lot of our uh, forefathers were shut out of schools. They were kept out of movie houses. They were considered, they were consigned to, ch- to church pews in the back of the church set aside for black people. They were described in the press as members of a criminal race and derided in the streets with derogatory language, okay? Uh, this led to marauding mobs that hanged, shot, dismembered, or burned alive men, women, and children, okay? This is true. This is not, we don't make this stuff up, okay? This is what happened to Italian-Americans, you know, in the early part of the 1900s when they came this, to this country. The federal holiday honoring the Italian explorer Christopher Columbus which is celebrated today, this year is October, uh, you know, Monday, October 14th, was central to the process which Italian-Americans became accepted in America. 
Okay, so President Benjamin Harris proclaimed it as a one-time, so it wasn't supposed to be an annual holiday, which it became later, but it was originally you know, done as a one-time celebration in 1892, and this was in the wake of this bloody New Orleans lynching that took the lives of 11 Italian immigrants, okay? It was part of an attempt to quiet the outrage uh, among Italian-Americans in a diplomatic blow up over the murders that brought Italy and the United States to the brink of war. So believe me, I mean, I know right now we think you know, we're, we're allies with Italy, but in 1892, Italy almost went to war with the United States, okay, because Italian-American immigrants were treated so poorly, okay? The lynching of these Italians came as a time when the newspapers in the South, to attract you know big people to read their papers and justify the killings, labeled the victims as brutes, fiends, ravishers, and born criminals. And many of the northern newspapers, including the New York Times, were just as com- complicit in this, justifying the lynchings, presuming the victims were already guilty, okay, and Sicilians were especially betrayed by the mainstream newspapers as being rattlesnakes, okay? So President Harrison ignored, uh, he would have ignored this whole thing in New Orleans. He didn't want to even be a part of it, but the Italian government made it impossible. I mean, they literally broke off diplomatic relationships, and they were literally on the verge of declaring war with the United States. So, you know, to try to get things back on track, the president established Columbus Day in 1892 as a way for Italian-Americans to write themselves in the American story. Now, here is where it gets to be a little bit uh, in the this gray area, because now we have a lot of myths coming up, okay? So essentially, they allowed the Italian-Americans to rewrite his story by casting Columbus as the, quote-unquote, first immigrant, okay? Okay. Uh, even though he never technically set foot in you know, in North America, he never immigrated anywhere. And the United States didn't even exist back in the 15th century when he you know he founded the New World. Okay, but this mythology carried out for many decades, granting Italian Americans you know a more formative role in the story of building our country and a you know as a part of the race that discovered the continent. Okay, so this shows again how this racial categories you know, can grow out of these highly political myth-making type of things, okay? So um, we're going to talk more about this when we come back from our break. Don't go away. You're listening to the Italian Radio Show, part of the West Coast Italian Radio Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, David, where are you off to? I'm on my way to Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. Wow. She's the hairdresser of the stars. They all love her. Really? She's fantastic. A full-service spa and salon with all the amenities from cuts and award-winning color to nails, lashes, Botox, even Reiki. So why do you go there? Uh, she's going to make me look like Elvis. Mickey's Hair Salon on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. Hey, Dad. Thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast is Cernio Sausage. Visit Cernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Our Artist of the Week, Mr. Lou Monty, brought to you by Mickey's Salon Spa down on the Rustin Way waterfront of the beautiful Tacoma. 
All right, we are back here at the West Coast Italian Radio Network. Uh, so, you know, Lou Monti, what a guy, I got to tell you. You know, so talking about Italian-American immigrants, you remember, remember John Lou Monti when you were a kid, you know? Yeah, yeah, I did. I remember. In fact, I even uh, saw him perform a couple of times. Did you really? Island. Where did you see him perform at? Well, he was down at uh, some club in Warwick, Rhode Island. I forget the name of it, but uh, I was there on the break from uh, from college. And uh, he says, anybody in all the paisans in the audience, raise the hand. The whole audience raises their hand. <laughs> <laughs> and well, so Lumati does... was known, you yeah. know, for a lot of his uh, yeah. Italian theme novelty songs. Oh yeah, yeah. Throughout the fifties and the sixties. The and the, uh, the Gila, the, you know, yeah, the, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and like you see, he played a lot of clubs yeah. all around New yeah. Jersey, New yeah. York. Uh, uh, when World War II broke out, he became a veteran. He actually yeah. listed in the army, served his country. And when he was discharged again, he started playing clubs all around the area there in New York, New Jersey, um, kind of re, 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 redefining his old act. And 1954, he had his first big hit with the Italianized version of the Darktown Starters Ball, which I know our founder, David Madrid, that's one of his yeah. favorites. Yeah. In 1962, <clears throat> he released the song that was like a million-dollar seller for him, Pepino the Italian Mouse. You remember that Pepino song, John? Pepino, Pepino the Gila, about the Scomari. Yeah. I remember every yeah. every kid, every yeah. Italian kid that I yeah. know of, yeah. you know, knew about Pepino yeah. the Italian Mouse. And, uh, in fact, we've had, um, in the past, our first couple of years, uh, through uh, the uh, involvement of our host, David Madrid, We've had Pepino on the show a couple of times, so we will uh, need to look back into that here for the future. Um, and then um, he did other songs, probably his most famous song. You remember the song Dominic, the Italian Christmas Donkey? Yeah I, that song? yeah, I think I do. I, I remember that. Yes, I think I, I do. I remember. Yeah. Okay, so every year, of course, I do, a, you know, a, I, I do about 200 shows a year all around the country. Italian shows with the band, some of them solo shows. But I got to tell you, during the month of December and sometimes in other months throughout the year, I have ongoing requests for the song Dominic the Donkey. In fact, I got to tell you, I just had a gal who came into the restaurant a few days ago. And what did she ask for? Dominic the Italian Donkey. So, you know, again, it's one of those songs that... um, you know, became a huge, huge hit for Lou. And to this day, I think they, like, just did a re-release. Let me check my notes here. Let's see. They did a re-release of this song in 2011 in Great Britain. And uh, it wound up being the number one Christmas song of the year there, if you can believe that, okay? Unbelievable. So, I mean, Lou Monti, um, his Lazy Mary, okay, so... Italian-Americans think of his Lazy Mary as kind of that definitive version of that song, you know, Cielo Luna Metzamata. That's right, And believe it or not, to this day, it is used at the seven-inning stretch in New York at both the New York games at Shea Stadium and at City Field. Immediately after they play Take Me Out to the Ball Game, <laughs> they play Lou Monti's Lazy Mary, our Artist of the Week, Another Italian-American that we're very, very proud of and another reason to celebrate Italian Heritage Day with someone like Lou Monti, okay? So now, John, we're going to try our pasta here of the week. Hey, my favorite part of the show. There you go. Give (laughs) some of this over here to Eric. There you go, Eric. Oops. Here's your fork. Give me a napkin. There you go. All right, Johnny. Here you go. Uh, You have this is yours. how How come I don't get the biggest one? How come? Don't worry about it. You'll be fine, Okay. We have oh, pain today. We have penne pasta with pesto oh, sauce. Okay, now, and we want to say that this uh, this pasta has been graciously mm. donated to us by Montalcino Ristorante oh, yeah. Italiano yep. in Issaquah, Washington, right down the street from us here. Uh, one of the top Italian restaurants in the world, um, and I don't say this lightly. Uh, you know, this actually they have been rated now for four or five years in a row by Open Table. As one of the top 100 restaurants in the world, well, well, okay. Yes, yes, um, I mean, this is of any and all cuisines. So yeah. when I tell you that Monalcino's mm. is one of the top restaurants in the world, it's not my opinion. It's what Open Table says, what everybody yep. who dined there says, and we're just so very, very proud to have them affiliated with our show. 
Rick Reagan and his wife, Rize, uh, who own the restaurant, are wonderful, wonderful people. And uh, now we're eating today their penne, uh, their penne mm-hmm. pasta with pesto sauce, okay? Now, pesto sauce, folks, is very easy to make. I mean, you know, basically, you know, you just mm-hmm. cut up, you know, basically, it's basically, you put a little garlic with it, some pine nuts, you put it in the food processor, you basically chop it till it becomes almost like a liquid, and then you can basically add stuff to it. You can add Parmesan to it if you want, salt and pepper. Some people add shrimp, chicken. And I think in the case here, they add some sun-dried tomatoes, which make this a fantastic dish. Then you make your, um, you make, you, you boil your uh, your your pasta, you know, in, in a pan with a little bit of salted water and olive oil. Mm. You're painting pasta. Now, I got to tell you this, and this is very, very important. Marcia, who is my dear friend and um, our, you know, usually does our food thing, will tell you. You got to take that pasta out of the pan before it becomes al dente. Listen to what I'm saying. Before it becomes al dente. Take it about a minute early, okay? Because then what you're going to do is you're going to drain the pasta, you're going to throw the sauce in it, and the the, the last, like, 60 seconds going to cook this. Okay, with that, the pesto sauce going in the pasta, which brings it to al dente. If you wait and you cook that pasta in the water until it's al dente, by the time you add the, the pesto and you, you know, you the lexman, it's going to be too mushy. So you don't want to do that. Okay, so um, wonderful, wonderful pasta. Okay, let me add. So, Johnny, what do you think of this? Every time I, I go there or I have some of this, I always say, Delicioso a la Casalinga. There you go. Delicious okay. home cooking. Home exactly. Just That's like right. home cooking. Huh? That's right. Eric, what do you think? You know? Tremendous. Tremendous. This is the pesto yeah. pasta, the penne that got a monochino. This is absolutely amazing. Folks, easy to make at your own house. We're going to post this recipe this week online. Make sure you check out our Facebook page for West Coast Italian Radio. And my good assistant, Ambrosia, is going to post all of this uh, for us and uh, get out there so you can make this in your own home. Uh, You can add whatever you want to add to it, shrimp, chicken, and other delightful ingredients, okay? Now we're going to do our Italian phrases of the day. Now, I got to tell you, John, I put some thought. I put some thought into these Italian phrases Uh because, you know, since we're celebrating Columbus Day today here, and there's, you know, and we're really celebrating Italian American heritage, okay? With all the controversy around Columbus, I'm even remiss to call it Columbus Day, but we are definitely celebrating Italian American heritage, okay? So let's talk about some of the uh, phrases that are going to be important for you to know that came out of Italy, okay? So the first thing, obviously, if you say Christopher Columbus, you say Cristoforo Colombo, okay? Cristoforo Colombo, okay? Yep. Now, interestingly, one of the phrases that starts out our, you know, our Declaration of Independence is all men are created equal. All men are created equal. Now, this, of course, is attributed to Thomas Jefferson. But interestingly, Jefferson was not the person who initially you know, coined this phrase, okay? Right. Jefferson borrowed the expression from his Italian friend and, who was yep. born in Prato, Italia, Philip Mazzei, okay? And we talked about, we had a whole a thing here about Philip Mazzei. He was, you know, very involved back in those days as a patriot right. helping uh, different countries <clears throat> fight for their freedom, okay? All men are created equal, originally from Philip Mazzei in Italian. Tutto gli uomini sono creati uguali. Tutti gli uomini sono creati uguali. So all men are created equal. So came actually from an Italian, okay? And last but not least, our last phrase. We've heard this said a lot of times uh, in different things here uh, in our American and uh, our American culture. Desperate times call for desperate measures. That essentially is really from an old Italian proverb. Which is a mili estremi, estremi rimedi. A mili estremi, estremi rimedi. Desperate times call for desperate measures. So there you go. That's uh, that's part of uh, our Italian uh, culture. Those things of us from uh, Italy. <coughs> um, and now we're going to get ready here to um, 
speak with we have a very special guest today right after we take this break from our uh to hear from our sponsors we hear from a very good friend of ours lou gallo one of the foremost experts in the united states of america on christopher columbus don't go away we'll be right back after this short break Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, titosvodka.com. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy, based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Ruston Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpotAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. And we are back with the West Coast Italian Radio Network bringing you the Italian Radio Show. So, you know, now this next guest uh, has a very special place in our hearts. Um... Because uh, there's been a lot of controversy around the United States on the subject of Christopher Columbus, okay? And now understand, okay, we are here at West Coast Italian Radio. We're trying to be responsible reporters of the news. So we are not like taking anybody's, uh, you know, side one way or the other on this, okay? And again... We're putting out another challenge we put out a month ago. We're putting out again this week to ask, okay, so if there's people out there who are anti-Columbus, who is a real expert, who is an expert, who has the background, who has studied the, the material, and who can come on and present the case with, you know, documented evidence, their statements where we can check them out through our fact finders and see that they're all, you know, accurate— we invite you on the show. We are neither pro or anti-Columbus here. We just want to get to the truth, okay? So, so far, interestingly, we have not had, we've had a couple of people who are pro-Columbus step up. We've had nobody who is anti-Columbus yet step up. So, you know, we're still waiting for those people to appear and to, you know, to make their case. Uh, you know, I don't think any Italian-American, uh, at least most cases, I, I do 200 shows a year all over the country with a radio station here and with, um, you know, with my band. We meet tons of Italian-Americans, and none of us on the mainstream Italian-Americans are that, like, tied into Columbus that if you know, if we found a Columbus was really a bad guy, we would cut him loose in a heartbeat and just say, okay, change it to Italian Heritage Day, okay? 
none of us are that much tied in with, you know, our identity being tied into him, okay? But, I mean, let's just get to the truth of it one way or the other. Is this guy a hero or is this guy a villain? So let's talk now with one of the experts on this subject from Washington, D.C., part of the Sons of Italy uh, Social Justice Board, who has an amazing, amazing background, uh, and see what he has to say about this. Welcome to the show, Mr. Lou Gallo. Hello, Tony. How are you? Hey, Lou. How you doing? Very good. I just, like I said uh, before, um, that I uh, just got back from the New York City parade. Uh, it was terrific. A groundswell of Italian pride that I, uh, I've been doing this for the last, what, four or five years. It's been even, I think, the best parade I've ever seen as far as participation by the line of march and uh, the, the uh, spectators. The, the swinging Italian flags, American flags. Uh, you know, it was really, really, really something. I just feel this uh, groundswell. I feel this uh, ascendancy of Italian pride, and it's uh, wonderful, especially in a hotbed of New York. Uh, of course, the origin of the original Columbus Day Parade back in 1792. That's, That's fantastic, Lou. That's yep. fantastic. Great time. And, you know, time. interestingly, um, you know, I and I don't say this lightly, but you you are really one of the national experts on you know on Columbus on you know mm-hmm. um, his life. I mean, you you've studied uh, the books, you've studied the documents. Um, you're really an Italian historian, and um, I mean, what what do you think of all of this stuff that's coming out recently, where they're trying to to paint Columbus as a villain? Okay. In fact, it, it, you know, it's no longer just a seasonal thing. It's now a year-round thing. As you uh, observe, municipalities and school districts just changing to Indigenous Peoples Day. I just enlisted the support of four scholars who've written positive works about, uh, about Columbus, and I've asked them to send it to me because there is a project that is being sent around the schools called the Zinn Education Project, and Howard Zinn was the foremost detractor and revisionist about Columbus. And we took his material, and I sent it to these four, and I got three of them back already in less than a month. All the research that they have cobbled together, plus accurate historic evidence and references, these pieces are amazing. This whole thing about Indigenous Peoples Day is a bunch of bunk, okay, simply because it's based on the fact that Christopher Columbus is a villain. And many of the things he's accused of, he just never did, okay? He had more trouble with his own Spaniards and his crew than he did with the natives, okay? Why? Because he was under contract to find new lands. He was island hopping all over the Caribbean. He had to leave the settlement. And in that, and when he did that, he left the control of uh, the settlement uh, in, by, uh, in control by a commission headed by a couple of clergy people, some settlers, and his brothers. And you know the old expression, when the cat's away, the mice must play. Right, right. And when he was away island hopping, okay, these people could not control these avaricious men who literally took it upon themselves to cut out a parcel of land and pillage the villages and capture slaves and, uh, you know, brutalize women. This is what was going on. So these accusations really shouldn't be about Columbus. They should be directed solely at people like Pedro Marguerite, Francisco Roldan, Francisco de Bobadilla, Diego Escobar, Francesco and Diego de Porras, uh, Nicholas de Avando, who was like the Hitler of his time. And these are the people that did all of the, committed all of the, scourge, the scourges and all of this pillaring. And Columbus gets the bad name, and the, the names I just mentioned to you, nobody even knows about them. So but, if you know about these, I mean, you know, when, when I, I, I get this stuff sent to us all the time, by different people, either on the Internet or on Facebook. I mean, obviously, if you know about this, this must be out there that can be looked at by these other anti-Columbus scholars. Don't they acknowledge this? No, because what they do is they have a political agenda. What The people who are very pro-Columbus and the scholars who I associate with and anybody else who is an uh, an avid devotee of Columbus, is based on strict historic evidence. These people have a political agenda. And their agenda, and many of them are Marxists, and they admit they do, are, particularly Howard Zinn, and they are actually are trying to undermine our European 
Judeo-Christian heritage. This is nothing more than an, an ideological subversive racist attempt to ruin European and Judeo-Christian traditions in this country because they hate it. They Trust me, I, 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 I understand you. We see that. Multiculturalism, no borders. Everybody right. just mixes. Everybody just comes in, and uh, we respect all these cultures. Now, we have no problem with that in the order. However, don't create Indigenous Peoples Day by eliminating Columbus off the calendar. Because right, right. that shows them, us, you're just as racist as, uh, as, as anybody else. That, oh, sure. That I mean, it's no that's difference. I doing. mean, you know, that's what, what they're doing is essentially they call it, uh, uh, what, what's the term for it? Um, um, uh, the anti-racial thing. But, I mean, you know, it's, but it's basically the same thing. They're picking their favorite races and putting down other races. So it's exactly. no different. Okay. I mean, how that's is that different than what Adolf Hitler did? When he picked his favorite races and put down other races. I mean, you know, right. same thing. Whenever you have anything like that, it's dangerous. And so many of our, especially liberal, but even some of the conservative politicians do that, you know? Yeah. Well, they're just following. See, the politicians that we have little respect for, uh, simply because they're just, you know, wetting their fingers, sticking it up in the air and saying, ooh, this is the way we're going to go. Yeah, they're trying to get popular, trying to get votes. That's it. They're trying it's to get popular votes. Fed, it's a popular exactly. conception. It's not Columbus. John well, Abate has something he wants to ask you. Yeah, I'm, I'm John Abate uh, from Providence, Rhode Island. I've been out here about 20-some years, and one of uh, he and I are about the best of buddies since day one. One of the questions I want to ask you is that, uh, you know, since you've done so much research, and also you already know that uh, Howard Zinn from Boston University, I don't know if he's still there, but he actually is uh, one of the perpetrators of uh, discrediting our culture and so Absolutely. forth, and it's quite, uh, it's quite evident. The point that Tony and I were talking about coming down here, that since he went out and uh, put a request in to have somebody uh, that would be able to counter that with fact uh, that would come on the show, I doubt very seriously if Howard Zinn or anybody else would do that. I would suspect yeah. well, that you, you've probably tried to get him to have a debate and so forth, but I'm sure that he avoided it, knowing full well that he has no facts to back it up. Well, do you, first you of agree? All, he died in 2004, and he was expelled from Spelman College because of what I call scholarly criminality. Okay. He admits that historiography, the writing of history, should be a force for social action. Okay. What is your goal as far as social action? All you have to do is find the facts to fit the goal. You don't need to present the other side, and that's what he does. Yes. He just presents a skewed concept to force the idea that Europeans are nothing more than avaricious, money-grabbing, uh, profit-making characters who have no respect for culture at all. And unfortunately, now, that has been pr propagated yeah. in many of our... Right. Universities. I mean, I have exactly. a number of university kids that have come out that really believe that because that's what these universities are teaching these kids. Exactly. And, you exactly. know, I, I, Lou, you could go back far enough in any culture. I don't care what culture on the planet it is. You can find at some point they've oppressed somebody and at some point they've been oppressed. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On every continent, on every continent in world history, you'll find that. So the bottom line here really is that they're not just, uh, they, they don't have enough coliones just to come up with what the real issue here is, that they want to eradicate European culture from our society exactly. in favor of their own more recent um, cultures that they want to promote, okay? And, and exactly, and what's horrific about that is if you study American history or Western civilization, the foundation yeah. of Western democracy, the foundation of... A lot of what we believe in this country came from the Europeans and the Judeo-Christian heritage. You Absolutely. can't knock that. You can't tell kids you're not supposed to study that in favor of something else. I mean, how do you teach the fact? I would like to ask these revisionists one question. How do you teach the fact that the development and evolution of, West, of the Western Hemisphere starts with Columbus? How do you, how do you teach that? Yeah, you have to yeah. teach it because he's the man that because of his uh, passion in going west, to find a route to the east, shifted the entire attention from the Mediterranean to the Atlantic. That's right. And These that's people created. are just as guilty, they're just as guilty as these anti-Nazi people who are, who come out and say, well, we have to eradicate the Holocaust from all the history books uh, because we don't want people to know that that actually happened. They're just as guilty exactly. of that. Okay? Exactly correct. 
Exactly correct. Uh, one, and, one of the things I'd like to also ask, you know, sure. you mentioned the point about how do you teach them. We were, uh, before uh, uh, Tony picked me up, I'm watching Fox News, and Dana mm-hmm. Perino had that on the five, and we're talking about that very subject. What she said was we ought to focus in on achievement. And if the schools start teaching achievement based on fact, that would be one way of doing it. One other point I would like to mention, if you don't mind. Uh, I noticed that the uh, we went over the article that was written uh, back in the 1892 by the New York Times, I think it was. And they referred to Sicilians as rattlesnakes. And yes. that, to me, is so disgusting. And I think, too, that I spent time in northern Italy a few times. And I'll tell you, uh, back then in the early 70s, uh, uh, they, the only reason they tolerated me is because I was with a company that was making money for them. And mm-hmm. other than that, uh, uh, I experienced that growing up, even in an Italian neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But there was only a couple of Sicilian families there. And uh, we were not looked upon very, very uh, uh, well as, as much as the uh, people from southern Italy, where most Absolutely. of the immigrants were from. So, so I'm, I'm concerned about that, but I would like to think today that doesn't exist because we're Sicilian Italians and so forth. Sicilian well, Italian that, Americans, that, but that's not their favorite minority today. No, it's so not. they're doing reverse discrimination. Yeah, I, know. I, know. I mean, in the same way, you, you can call it what you want. Discrimination is discrimination. Trust right. me. Back in the uh, late 1930s, when Hitler was preaching all of his anti-Semitic things in in uh, in Germany, he was labeled as the first discrimination, okay? And look what happened. Look mm-hmm. what happened, okay? Mm-hmm. So yep. it's discrimination is discrimination. Okay, you want to make it equal? It's very simple. I'm not the brightest guy on the planet, but even I but, can but figure close, out. Close, close, I can figure out <laughs> like in, in five minutes. Like, okay, you got a problem with Columbus? That's fine. Let's make it Italian Heritage Day. If I can figure out that out, why can anybody else? Because they're not interested in the solution. They're interested in creating this controversy that creates this conflict between people. And the unfortunate part is most of the masses are like sheep being led to the slaughters. They don't think for themselves. And they just let these people guide them. And I got people sending me these these really uh, uh, vile emails just because we're asking for someone to come out and present that side of the story because we don't believe it blindly. It's not saying we're not we're taking your part or we just want to hear the whole story. But just the fact that we ask someone to present it, they're like acting like we're somehow pre, pre committing a horrendous crime. Mm. You're taking them to task. And, they, and you see, they don't have the facts no. because it's all based on this current fad about multiculturalism and the respect for all cultures, which we believe in the order. We're just saying, you want Indigenous Peoples Day? You've got 364 other days to choose from. We don't just want you to do it on Columbus Day. And when you ask them, why do you want to eliminate Columbus? They don't tell you, but we know why. Because exactly. Because we dealt with the Indians on Long Island. And it's very plain and simple. They hate the man. They don't want him on the calendar. They want him obliterated off the calendar. And therefore, they think, by doing that, People will forget it. And if I, if I can just tell you that Santayana, the great philosopher, said, those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. Absolutely. Okay? I believe that. that with a passion. Yep. And, you know, you Lewis, can't do that. You've got to let this happen. Yeah. And, and, and it's something that the Italians have appropriated because, well, the man is from Genoa. He's an icon from Genoa. Right, so right. we feel great pride in the fact that this man, who deserves a national holiday in his name for the momentous discoveries that he'd made, and that created the, a mass human migration to this hemisphere and further colonization and settlement that eventually created the greatest democracy on the face of the earth, the greatest country by wealth, the United States of America. It's that simple. Now, why can't he get credit for that? I think that deserves a national holiday. Absolutely. And, you know, and and put the blame where it belongs. Look at the evidence. And again, blame belongs on these people that I mentioned at the beginning. Exactly. And even if even if just for the sake of peace, you were to say, look, okay, forget Columbus. We'll do an Italian Heritage Day. That's still not enough to satisfy him. That's still not enough. We're not satisfied with that either. No, but I'm just saying. But I mean, even the opposition is not enough because then we're still somehow um, glorifying you know this European uh, ethnic culture that they're right. so against these days. Right. You know, 
Right. Hey, Lou, we're very, very thankful to have you as a part of the Anytime, show. And, you know, we, uh, we, we, it's just such an honor to have you. And I want to, before you go, I want to reiterate, we're going to post it again on the Internet. We're going to be sending it all out, boosting this across the United States of America for the That's next right. three weeks. If, you, right. if there is an anti-Columbus expert out there, we want to hear from you. We don't we want just want to. Facts. Yeah, we, we don't, don't want. To we we don't want to take. We don't want to take the you know one side of this blindly. We're a responsible right. news reporting entity here. Okay, right. so if you have something to say and you are an expert, we want you to come on the show. Okay, we are, we welcome you to present your case, present your documentation. You know that we can whatever statements you make, your sources, so that we can check them out. And we really want to get to the bottom of this to find out the truth, okay? So please, Lou, thank you so much for being a part of the West Coast Italian Radio, and and we look forward to touching base with you in the future. Lou, nice talking to you, and uh, buona vatona. A salute. Yep. Take care now. Bye Bye now. All right, folks. So now we're going to move on to our next uh, part of the show, which is our... um, our, our calendar of different events that are coming up. We're going to have some, uh, in fact, we're going to put um, some our our sponsor commercials at the end of this segment here, just before we go, uh, we end today, so you can hear from all of our sponsors who we very much appreciate. But I thought it was very important for us to finish that discussion with uh, Lou Gallo. We really appreciate his calling in. Um, so let's talk about some of the things that are coming up here. And I'm going to start this out by talking about <clears throat> our Halloween <clears throat> contest. <clears throat> We have a special Halloween contest that we're going to be running from now to the end of the month called Flesh and Blood. Isn't that a good title for Halloween? Flesh and Blood. Okay. So this is based on an Italian exhibit of masterpieces that is going on right now at the Seattle Art Museum. It's going to be running there from October 17th until January 26th. Just great, great pieces of artwork from the... Uh, Renaissance in Italy, and uh, we are going to be giving away tickets for this between now and the end of the month. We have six sets of tickets. Each set is good for two adults and four children, okay? So um, we're giving away six of those sets, and we're going to start posting the contest tomorrow on our Facebook page, so go to West Coast Italian Radio on Facebook, and you can find out there about, uh, you know, how you can win some tickets. It's got, They're all going to be based on uh, stuff that we're going to be talking about this week, next week, and the following week on our show. And if you answer those questions correctly, you go into a drawing. We're going to draw a couple of tickets each week. We'll announce winners on the show, and there you go. We'll get your tickets to you, and you can go enjoy this great exhibit uh, between now and uh, and the end of January, it sounds like a wonderful, wonderful exhibit at the Seattle Art Museum. Some of the other stuff, John, that we have coming up this month here, okay, right, on our event fun. calendar, okay. So tonight, of course, uh, continuing our celebration of Columbus Day, is the Italian Club of Seattle is having their Columbus Day dinner, which take takes place at Frankie B's Bistro, Frankie B Town Bistro in Burien. Only 35 bucks a piece for a great dinner to celebrate Italian heritage. So please uh, check that out. If you haven't got your tickets, go on down. I'm sure they can get you in there, okay? Uh, next Saturday, October 19th, 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock, over with our friends in the eastern part of Washington, the, the Trade Chita Lodge of the Sons of Italy in Richmond community uh, is going to do their Taste of Italy scholarship fundraiser. They have a great event there. Give them a call. Make sure you get down to see them. To get tickets, dial 509-735-2163, 509-735-2163. After that, the Black Diamond Lodge here in Western Washington. The Black Diamond are some great people out there. they got great food. they got great events. They're doing their own fundraiser, which is going to take place on Sunday, October 20th at uh, the Black Diamond St. Barbara Church Parish Hall. Make sure you contact them for some tickets. And uh, moving on down on Saturday, October 26th, the lasagna luncheon, uh, which takes place out in Aberdeen. And our friends at the Amerigo Vespucci Lodge, lots of wonderful people out there. We always enjoy seeing our friends in Aberdeen. Make sure you check that out. Uh, Saturday, October 26th, they have a great uh, lasagna luncheon and bake sale from 11 a.m. to 2 o'clock at the St. Mary's Parish Center. And last but not least, the Christopher Columbus Day Banquet held by the Tacoma 
Lodge, the Tacoma Sons of Italy at the MVETS Hall in Tacoma on Saturday, October 26. Contact them for tickets. A couple of future save-the-date things. Um, we're just going to hit these. They're out in December. One of them is the Italian Club Adult Christmas Party with the Westside Italian Civic Club. It takes place on December 1st at the Rainer Golf and Country Club. Wonderful, wonderful event. I think my friend uh, Danny Quintero is playing there. He does a great job for them. I think he plays there most years. Uh, 55 bucks, a great deal, and a great, great day of activities. And last but not least, remember Italian New Year's Eve 2019. Yeah, baby. Uh, we celebrate this down at the Pellegrino's Event Center. It's the only Italian New Year's Eve event in the Northwest. And we have a great time there, uh, partially sponsored by West Coast Italian Radio from 6 o'clock to 10.30 p.m. We do this New York style. So at 9 o'clock, we got the big TV screen. We watch the ball come down from Times Square because, of course, it's midnight there with a big champagne toast. We got a full Italian dinner, specialty drinks, live music all night long with Tony and the Goombas. A great chance to win drawings and giveaways and a chance to win a free trip to Italy. If you buy your tickets before December 1st, you get them at a discount, only 65 bucks a person. And we got a special hotel deal. Call 360-709-9055 or visit Pellegrino's Event Center online. Thank you so much for listening today. And we love to uh, have all of our listeners out there listen to the show. And uh, God bless you. Happy um, you know, Columbus Day to all of you, and we'll talk to you next week. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, David, where are you off to? I'm on my way to Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. Wow. She's the hairdresser of the stars. They all love her. Really? She's fantastic. A full-service spa and salon with all the amenities from cuts and award-winning color to nails, lashes, Botox, even Reiki. So why do you go there? Uh, she's going to make me look like Elvis. Mickey's Hair Salon on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. Hey, Dad. Thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast is Cernio Sausage. Visit Cernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you.